Welcome to the Gospel Center Life Pod by Crossway Community Church, where our heart is to see the gospel impact our entire being in the way we speak, think, and live. My name is Paul, and I'm one of the associate pastors here at Crossway. And as always, I'm here joined with uh, lead pastor Steve Choi. Hey, good to see you all. Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, self-care. Um, all of us, I'm sure all of you who are listening, you're probably sitting in traffic, you're busy, um, you're not enough hours, not enough sleep, and not enough energy and all these things, and um, you're trying to make ends meet. So this is very pertinent for um, everyone. And um, today we have with us also um, Pastor Jun. Uh, most of you know him. Uh, pastor John Park serves as our Irvine campus pastor. He's been with us at Crossway since day one, and he's basically done everything in the church from day one and on, and um, he's a father of three beautiful children, and um, I know he came up with this and shared some of this at our recent uh, volunteers conference, so I, it was so good and pertinent. I said, let's make this into a podcast episode, and um, so that those who couldn't be there um, could benefit from this. And so, John, welcome. Morning. Yeah, so great good. to be here with you. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor John, uh, we wanted to first start off by asking, um, you know, why self care? Why is this so important for us as people who are just always busy and we feel like we're tired and there's uh, almost like there's no light at the end of the tunnel where we're just grinding and grinding every day. Well, on a personal note, like Pastor Steve mentioned, uh, I am a father of three children, uh, super blessed. Uh, they are eight years, six years, and nine and a half months old. And on top of that, uh, like many others that are listening today, uh, have a pretty demanding job. And so all of this uh, kind of attributes to sometimes feeling uh, really drained and in my own personal life. Uh, I don't know if uh, our listeners can relate. Sometimes you're just trying to survive the day, trying to just get through so you can hit the bed and just start the next day. And, you know, I got to a point where I started thinking, you know, how can I change uh, really and diagnose correctly what's happening in my life to really have vital personal care so I can have long-term health, which really uh, leads to greater impact in the areas that we care about so much. And so it led me down a path where um, I found this article in the Harvard Business Review by Tony Schwartz and Catherine McCarthy. And the title of uh, that article is Manage Your Energy and Not Your Time. And so it really got me thinking because they broke it down into four energy buckets that you need to constantly fill so you can be the best version of yourself, right? The best father, the best husband, the best worker for Christ, for, in my case. And so I really started delving in for my own personal benefit so that I'm not surviving each day, but I'm trying to live to the fullest every God-given opportunity and day that is a gift to us. Yeah, this is, um, that's a great title and a great way to look at it because sometimes we think about just um, time management. I don't have enough time. Um, but it's our energy, what we bring. You know, there's um, this is so important because sometimes we think of this as self-centered, like I need a nap or I need a retreat. Um, but yet, as if you are in charge of something and you are leading something, then uh, you need to bring energy and you need to bring um, yourself fully 
uh, into that. And so we've all been there when we've been just a shell going through the motions because we are wiped out, right, physically, emotionally, so on. And so we want to bring just one verse that comes to mind. Romans 12, 8 talks about the spiritual gifts and how we ought to use it. And one of the spiritual gifts, it tells all those who lead to lead with zeal. And uh, this has been something that has been on my heart since uh, day one of our church, right? All who lead, lead with zeal. And uh, this word zeal that's here, I looked it up in, our, in the dictionary in the uh, Greek uh, it's a word, spudei. Uh, it's the whole idea of being earnest, um, being careful, being diligent, um, being kind of a sense of haste, right? So this idea of energy. Um, so moms and dads, you don't want to just endure this life stage with a toddler or a teenager or those of you going to work and you're leading a team of people. You don't want to just endure that. But, man, you want to flourish and do well. And uh, every person that you interact with, you want to pour into them some energy. You want to pour into them your passion, and you can only fake it for so long, right? And so this topic is great, and I'm looking forward to um, just discussing a little bit more on this. Yeah, I mean, this is, for me, it's very eye-opening because I, to think of the different perspective in terms of, I've always said I'm, I just don't have time. I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. And yet, actually, when I go home, there are times when I actually have free time, but I just don't have, like, this uh, This is saying that I don't have the energy for it. Uh, and I look back, and it's like, yeah, I was mentally drained or I was emotionally drained by certain things, but I'm excited to talk about this. What were some of the main highlights that you could share with us in terms of what the buckets were and the different uh, ideas from the seminar? Yeah, so there's four types of energy, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And they're all connected, but I'll touch kind of briefly on all four of them uh, to kind of give you an idea of why it's so important to fill all four of these buckets. The first one is the physical, and obviously this is something that we all know about ourselves, that our diet, our nutrition, exercise, sleep, naps, rest, which is different from actually physically sleeping, even ideas of supplements and vitamins, how much screen time before sleep you have, these all attribute to the energy that we can have. When I had my second daughter, so both of my daughters were pretty close in age, and so I just stopped taking care of myself physically. I had gained 30 pounds. I was drinking venti iced coffees like sometimes two or three a day <laughs> and it got to a point where no matter how much sleep i had i was a wreck it got to a point where i had to go to the hospital and get a checkup because i wasn't feeling so um, not myself and so this is such a vital part of just making sure and this is what we call the fundamental kind of the bottom piece that no matter how well you're doing emotionally if you're not physically taking care of yourself uh, you will struggle. The second part is the emotional. The emotional taps into when you have a difficult interactions or decisions in your life, in your job, it takes an emotional toll. And so if your job or if your lifestyle is filled with difficult interactions, meaning difficult people or difficult situations, and you have to make big decisions that impacts many people, 
These all, without you knowing, takes an emotional toll. And so if you give of yourself emotionally constantly throughout the day, you might find yourself coming home, which is probably your most important ministry, and you have very low emotional energy because you've depleted it all at work. And so you might find yourself um, disengaging with your children. Or maybe when uh, you have to make a big decision at home and your wife comes up to you and says, hey, we need to do this and this because of our um, father's 80th birthday. And you, maybe if you're low on emotional energy, you might check out and just say, say, say something to the degree of, oh yeah, you figure it out, I'm not sure. So that's a sign that you're emotionally depleted and you're not at your best when maybe it's in the area that you want to be your best. The third one is the mental. And this is the ability to focus and not be distracted and the ability to be creative. And this is very interesting because I don't know about you, but in my work, I have to be creative all the time. And the ability to be focused and not be distracted is so important. But there are weeks and days when I struggle really hard to be focused and not distracted. And so this is where it's important that we are uh, engaging in activities of reading with fresh ideas, participating in new endeavors and hobbies, watching shows that maybe engages a new a perspective on life, and also, most importantly, reflecting on you know what's going on around you to refill yourself in this area of mental. And lastly is the spiritual. Obviously, this is kind of our main uh, bread and butter, and so we'll talk more about that. But all four of these when they are filled, no matter how maybe challenging your life, no matter how much time constraints you feel in your life, you will engage and be the healthiest and best version of yourself. I think um, one of the things you mentioned, right, the example you gave of someone that comes home and doesn't care, um, you know, and so I think one of the things we have to always look out for, if there's a warning light, like those little warning lights we have in our cars, is when there's apathy. Like, I just don't care. Right, and so it might be too much at work, no energy for home. You know, the rewards at work are I'm getting the bonus, I'm getting the money and the recognition at home. There's no recognition, and so there's this apathy. Or it might be the other way around. I give all I have at home, and I come to work, and um, I have nothing to offer. And so I think that's such a, a, a good thing to look for, these four buckets. Um, you know, there's a verse, Proverbs 25, 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So the writer of Proverbs gives us this picture. A man without self-control. A man, in our, if I could just kind of paraphrase it in our discussion, who don't fill his buckets, right? Who's, who's living life with no, no energy left, no fuel left um, in their buckets. Uh, no self-control. The picture is, is like a city broken into and left without walls. You know, the walls defined the city. The walls protected the city. The walls um, kept people out, kept people in. And so the person that doesn't have the self-control um, is running on empty. That means anything can become the enemy, and any enemy could come in and infiltrate into the depths of who we are. And so uh, these are things we have to focus on more and more, especially as we get into a place in life where we are busier. As we get older, we have less energy, right? And um, uh, so something to definitely think about. And so, um, yeah, I think these are great for us to talk about. Yeah, so I think these 
topics are awesome. And, you know, when I think about it, just theoretically, I think they all just, they make sense to me. You know, the physical, emotional, spiritual buckets, the mental buckets all have to be filled. Um, but I'm thinking about, you know, the mom or dad who just feels like they're just so busy uh, with work and family and life and they don't know how to break out of the cycle for self-care to someone who's just going through that tough season of life. And it almost feels like, man, I have to add more exercise to my life or I have to rest or sleep when I don't have time for sleep and rest and things like that. And so maybe you guys can share, you know, because I know both of you are, uh, your time is very, uh, you guys are very busy. It's a very demanding life uh, with family war, uh, and work. What are some habits that you guys employ or practice in your lives uh, to keep these buckets full for you guys personally? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think on the physical side, uh, you're, you're right. You can't just all of a sudden go from just inactivity to all of a sudden trying to become like an Olympic athlete. I think for me, what works is just really practical and very manageable and gettable goals. So for me, one of the things that I changed about my life that really helped me was just my morning routine. Mm -hmm. I just changed breakfast. You know, as a pastor, I have coffee meetings, I have lunch meetings, I have dinner meetings, and it's hard when I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat something <laughs> when I'm meeting with these people. And so that doesn't work. But a lot of breakfasts are me, and a lot of times me spending time with the Lord. And so I just changed my diet from eating bagels and different things to just like simple coffee, yogurt, and just time with the Lord. And so just knowing yourself, knowing your schedule, knowing the fact that you, you know, thrive well, like for example, for me, 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. is my prime peak time. And so I try to just engage physically in exercise and things, simple things that will really make a big impact. In terms of emotional bucket, um, I try very hard to make sure that there's a balance between drainers and fillers uh, in my life. Uh, there are emotional people that kind of drain us, and anyone can become a drainer, actually. It just depends on their season. But you know those people that really just, as you leave that coffee meeting, you just feel just drained, right? You just need to make sure that if your life or if your work has many situations that require you to engage with drainers, that you make sure that you have people that really fill your bucket emotionally where you leave those conversations with those people, or you spend time over dinner, and they just fill you. You come back just emotionally charged being with them. Uh, for the mental aspect, I do want to share uh, something that really helps me is traveling. Uh, although it's usually very physically tiring, it's very interesting because it's mentally stimulating. And so as you engage in these new activities, as you see different new things, eat new things, you start realizing that you come back refreshed and actually engaged and your bucket mentally is filled. I also listen to podcasts and I used to listen to a lot of Christian ones, but I don't anymore. Not that they're bad, but I try to maybe engage with new, just new topics, new stories. So I listen to podcasts. Uh, if you look at actually your podcast app, you'll see that there's a browse option. And there are many times where I just pick something that seems fascinatingly outside my world. Uh, and it maybe just stimulates me mentally and it gives you kind of fresh ideas, the ability to be more creative. And so these are kind of just simple things that really help me, and hopefully uh, this will be helpful for you. 
don't know about you, Pastor Steve, in this area. Yeah, I think um, that is a, a great way to look at it. Um, uh, using the day well. Um, you know, one of the things that, um, I mean, there's so much, right? How do you fill your buckets, your energy? And one of the things that for me I think about is something I always plan through the day um, so I could somehow control the day as much as I can. Like, uh, John, you talked about your morning routine, how what you're going to eat for breakfast. These are all things you kind of can plan and you have control over as much as you, you know, you're able to. And so something to look forward to during the day to set the um, how I'm going to sleep, what I'm going to do when. Um, one of the things that helps me, too, is uh, when it's time to work, I want to work, like fully work. And so uh, one of the books we did with our staff, I think years back, I remember it talked about sprinting, um, sprint each day through your work. Um, and then when it's time to rest, to rest. Um, also, um, having regular, um, uh, one, one practical thing is just us um, having some people we can spend some time with. Um, one of the things I enjoy so much, right? One of the things we do is uh, with even our staff on Tuesdays, we go eat lunch, and it's kind of mandatory in a way. But we go eat lunch, and we don't talk business or church or anything, but we just hang out um, and uh, have that. So being with friends, I think, is something that um, relieves stress, um, really uh, fills our emotional bucket mental bucket you know to have some time we're never called to be alone and i remember reading in um, autobiography of brennan manning years back and uh, he talked about kind of the secret for his life for his spiritual health was he had a group of pastors and they'd meet every year um, they'd have the retreat and they nicknamed themselves uh, the irony was they nicknamed themselves uh, the notorious sinners, which is kind of funny. It was a group of pastors, and they go to a retreat site, and there were a few times they got kicked out because they were being too loud and rambunctious. But I think what we take from that is some people you enjoy, uh, some people that give this energy to you. And I think if you're in a profession where you are giving of yourself, um, you need to be able to sit around with some people that you can now take from and laugh with. And so that, I think, helps me uh, quite a bit. Um, and then just, like I said, planning the day. So yeah, after 4 PM, I don't drink coffee cause that affects my sleep for me, um, to plan. Okay. How am I going to get seven hours of sleep tonight? And if I have to get up early, trying to go to sleep early and this sounds so old fashioned, um, but it works and, uh, something to keep in mind. Um, uh, but the little, uh, just the last thought, too, on that is just the, the little practices, the little daily habits won't, one day won't change your life, but that being a lifetime, being years, it changes who we are, right? It fills our buckets, as uh, uh, John used that illustration. And so every day having a routine, every day um, going places to get my buckets full um, regularly becomes a lifestyle. And then it becomes, uh, before we know, it becomes a life. And so um, I would just want to wrap up with that thought. Yeah, thanks for sharing. You know, it's encouraging to hear, you know, both of you guys are pastors. You guys have families, demanding jobs. And yet, even as you share your routines, they're different. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging to hear because 
you know, not all of us have to have this cookie cutter routine, right? It's, it kind of gets, it feels daunting and burdensome when we're, when we come up and say, no, you have to all wake up at 5 a.m. and you have to eat breakfast and do, uh, and work out and do X, Y, and Z. But now we see, no, it's actually, you have to learn more about yourself, figure out what you get refreshed by and how you can fill these buckets in your way. And, you know, I think when we talk about the mental aspect, the emotional aspect, the physical aspect, I think generally for people uh, who know themselves, uh, you know, even fairly decently, they have an idea of the things that they can do to fill those buckets. Um, but here, you know, especially as as a Christian podcast, as pastors here, we want to really hone in on this one specific bucket, uh, the spiritual bucket. Um, how can we specifically care for our spiritual lives? And maybe you can even share some of the personal things that you do and even just some advice for our church members and congregations and then just anyone uh, listening in that wants to grow and filling that spiritual bucket. Well, the spiritual bucket... Uh... There's multiple ways that uh, I know many churchgoers, you already know this. Uh, the first is really the church, the ecclesia, right? Uh, really utilizing and serving and being involved in the church and making that really a consistent feeding place for you to fill your bucket. The second is what we call koinonia or fellowship, right? This is the accountability. This is the community that you find beyond maybe the Sunday experience. And these are just so vital to a life lived well spiritually, where you get filled as you engage with people, as you pray with people, as you share about what's going on and what God is teaching you. But I think the aspect that I want to focus on, and it's a very practical thing that's really helped me, is just this idea of leading yourself, right? Being able to understand that, and as Paul David Tripp says, he says, no one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. And this is one practice that I've been trying very hard, which is to speak uh, the truth of God, especially the gospel, and to lead myself every single day to really the cross and really allowing God to speak and feed me there. I think sometimes we as Christians, we rely on the first two so much. Like we want the church and we want people around us to, uh, to fill us. And I think sometimes we forget that we are the most influential people right, or person uh, in our lives. And so we need to be very careful to realize that sometimes we don't do a great job in leading ourselves and speaking the gospel and speaking to ourselves uh, the truth of God uh, daily. And so I love what Martin Lloyd-Jones says. He says in his book, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? He says you have to address yourself, preach to yourself, question yourself. You must exhort yourself and you must remember to hope in God and then go on to remind yourself of who God is, what he has done, and what God has pledged to do. And this is literally something that I try to do because sometimes when you just listen to yourself, what Martin Lloyd-Jones is trying to tell us is that sometimes we just listen to the garbage and the lies that we're not good enough or we don't, maybe God doesn't love us. And this is listening to yourself. And he says, instead of listening to that stuff, he's saying, talk to yourself the truth of God's word that tells us that you are loved, 
You are redeemed, that you are called by God, that every day is a gift that he gives you, and that he will empower you to do great things for him. And so when you start talking the gospel and the word of God to yourself, you start realizing that you are filling your bucket as opposed to maybe listening to yourself, which can do more damage than good in your life. That's so well said. You know, it's um, often we, you hear these, um, some popular advice of the culture today is like, trust your feelings or follow your passions. Um, yet, you know, we, there are so many lies that we often believe. Uh, my worth comes from how much money I make. Um, I am loved by how many people are around me or how many likes I get or whatever it is. And so uh, to combat feeling versus truth. And, and we have to be reminded of that over and over because constantly the lies and Satan is lying in our ears, telling us that we're not worthy, we're guilty, you know, and um, that we are useless or whatever it is. And that these um, lies keep coming towards us. And so we have to continually... Um, talk to ourselves and I think that's uh, you know so uh, well said um, you know one of the things when I think about this question that Paul that you asked you know what do you do what's something you do to care for your spiritual lives life you know for a pastor it's a little bit interesting um, because like last week um, I was at our CG and we're talking about the sermon that I gave and so it was kind of funny and people were like looking at me like is that what you meant? And and I said, I don't remember. You know, that was two weeks ago. I don't remember. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, one of the things that's helped me, um, and uh, someone posed this question and said that people are generally listeners or readers. And what are you? And to know who we are uh, really helps us um, care for ourselves. And so that's something that I thought was pretty interesting. And so for me... I really like listening, so I love, that's why I wanted to do this podcast for people who might enjoy it. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts. Um, you know, the one, and I feel bad even saying this, but the one complaint I have about my commute being like seven minutes uh, to our office is I don't have enough time to listen in the car, right, which is like the best time to just listen. Um but anyways, uh, so yeah, listening for me has been something that has been help, uh, that helps me um, continually listening, um, whether it's uh, other people's sermons, whether it's um, discussions, whether it's more academic, whatever it is, something that helps me to remember. I, I, I read, obviously, but um, reading um, feels more like a chore. Right. And so I know for some other people, if you had a choice between listening and reading, they'd probably pick uh, reading because it's more efficient and you could, you know, read at your own pace and so on. Um, so that has helped me, um, you know, quite a bit. And uh, one other part is just the corporate part. You know, uh, John mentioned the whole idea of church. And sometimes church and service has become so, oh, I don't know, um, I don't want to say underrated, but it has become something that people overlook. People check out, you know, people go and, you know, sit in for a little bit and hope that it doesn't go too long and so on. I remember there was uh, someone that came by our church a while back and um, 
the person stopped by for a little bit, person checked out a, a community group, and then shared uh, after just uh, maybe a few weeks and shared, yeah, I can't really connect with anyone here, so I'm going to go somewhere else. All right, that's um, <laughs> pretty uh, short time. First of all, you've met about three people and then uh, in a few weeks to decide, I can't connect with anyone here. They're too different than me. Um, you know, it takes time and there's the value. The learning is not just academic um, of someone giving me some new knowledge, but of learning to do life together and to sit in a circle and talk. And so um, that's another part I think is so um, overlooked in our day um, to keep that. And um, so... Yeah, knowing who we are, I think, makes a big difference. Um. Yeah, if I can follow up a little bit, I think it's so important to diagnose correctly where you're struggling in these four areas. Because what ends up happening is if you don't diagnose and you don't realize that it simply could be just that, you know, maybe you're mentally drained or emotionally drained, that you can start making wrong declarations about your life. For example, you can say something like, well, my marriage sucks. This is why I feel this way. While it could just be that actually you just need a little bit more rest or filling emotionally because you have too many drainers in your life. You can say something to the degree of, oh, my church sucks, so this is why I feel this way. And we have to be careful because you can start misdiagnosing what's actually currently wrong in your life if you don't see clearly that it could simply be that you are just in need of some filling spiritually, emotionally, mentally, or physically. And so I just challenge you to reflect and to think about, hey, am I just not maybe engaging and stimulating mentally? Am I not maybe emotionally around people that can fill me and I just have so many people that's just draining me? And so you start realizing that actually it's not something circumstantially that you can necessarily, uh, f you know, say, well, that's the reason. But maybe it might be just that you can fix something about yourself so that you can engage better in these areas that are obviously maybe not perfect in our lives. So I just consider you to just think about where you are, reflect, pray a lot, that God will show you maybe some bucket that maybe you are struggling with today so that you can really start diving into, hey, what do I need to maybe engage more in so that I can be the best version of myself? Yeah, um, that's sometimes it's the same person, uh, two different people at the same place will have a complete different experience um, because of who the person is. Right? You come in tired, you come in um, angry, you come in with no emotional energy. And um, you're not going to enjoy something. Someone that is now um, wired and excited and, uh, you know, wired to God and excited uh, in a spiritual sense could be so blessed, right? And so, yeah, I've had, uh, we've all had that where we've been through a service, let's say a church service, and boy, someone was just so blessed. And uh, the same person in the same room thought it was just um yeah, it just didn't do anything for them. But often it is themselves, right? And uh, I catch myself there as well. So uh, that's a good thing to look at is ourselves, right? And how that connects uh, with everything that we're doing here. All right. Yeah, that's great. Because I think, uh, you know, when we think about our spiritual lives, 
being spiritual and living a spiritual life, it's even in society today, it's a buzzword, right? Everyone wants to be spiritual. Uh, but one thing I'm hearing from you guys, what's very important is it's not just uh, this emptying of yourself, right? Which uh, the world would say of freeing your thoughts and ideas and being uh, free, but it's actually being in community, hearing the truth about yourself and your relationship to God through the people around you. It's about going to God, hearing God's word, and being filled with the truth and constantly repeating that to yourself. And it's actually not emptying yourself. It's about filling yourself, but it's just about filling yourself with the truth of God's word. And uh, I think that's so crucial for us as people who want to follow after Jesus and, you know, live a spiritual life. And, uh, you know, Pastor Steve, if you can just finish us, uh, you know, we want to, as the gospel-centered life pod, we want to really focus in on how can we care for our, our energy in a gospel-centered way, right? It's not just some help, self-help type of advice, but how is this grounded in the gospel? So if you can just uh, share that. Yeah, thank you. I, and this is very important to um, dis- distinguish because it's not just um, go to hear some motivational speaker and be pumped up, right? Get some energy and go go to... A, uh, Tony Robbins seminar and get pumped up and, and walk away, but it's something more than that as Christians. So as Christians, right, the gospel tells us, Ben, we are nothing, we are sinners, and we can do no good. And yet, at the same time, the gospel prompts us now that we're saved for a purpose, to love others, serve others, uh, teach others, make disciples. And um, so we say, what does that look like? Where do I get this energy from? And the world will say, go dig deep inside of yourself um, and go and get it. And the gospel t- tells us that all of everything that we have comes from Christ. Right? This um, one verse in Colossians 1 that um, Paul speaks about his mission and how he does it. It ties in perfectly with uh, what John shared earlier. In verse 29, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. That was Colossians 1.29. So there's a toil there. There's a work or a call. And he says he struggles with all his energy um, that he powerfully, speaking of Christ, works within me. So he says he, it's a struggle. It's a toil. It's hard work. It's not like it's magical and all of a sudden everything becomes easy. Uh, it's hard work. But at the same time, the energy that we have, it comes from uh, Christ. And Christ is powerfully working within me. Um, He is working through me. And so there are countless illustrations and stories of people who are weak that God uses in mighty ways. People who are barren that now become uh, the ones who bear children. And people who are weak and people, even like Paul, who persecuted the church, becomes now the one who promotes the church and changes the world for the church and the gospel. So... We go back to him, and uh, he is our savior, and he is our sustainer. And so we go back to him, and daily we ought to pray, God, give me this energy, work powerfully within me so I could help those around me. I could love my children. I could love and serve the people in my community. I could lead the people at work. Uh, Give me this energy. And he does, and so we depend on him wholeheartedly. And so I want to encourage all of us with that thought 
man, your buckets, it's all connected. It's all so important. And how we, Christ, uh, we go to Christ and he fills those buckets for us. Um, and especially our spiritual lives. We have to watch our hearts so carefully. And so um, I want to share that with you and encourage you all uh, with that thought. Well, thank you, guys. Um, that was an op- uh, a very important topic. And i um, so blessed that you guys were here to share it with us. That concludes our uh, episode on self-care leadership. We pray that you would be blessed by this podcast.